it does look like they're in the process of moving SN15, whether it's going to be loading it up today and moving it tomorrow or loading it up tomorrow morning and moving it between two and four. We will see. But they're getting it prepped for some sort of move, as you can tell by the crane on top of SN15. Here's the link. If you guys want to help out with the uh, with Studio B, here's our Patreon link. Get cool perks, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, stickers and stuff too. Uh, so you might be interested in that. Pretty cool stuff. And also helps us get to Starbase Studio B. What would you rather ride on? Blue Origin or Virgin? Oh, that's a, oh, I'm going Virgin. I'm going Virgin 100%. Basically because, uh, man, the views look amazing. I mean, Blue Origin looks cool and everything, but you're only up there for a couple seconds. It's like up and down. And, uh, you know, I know the, uh, the Virgin flight wasn't super long, but... I'd rather, I think I'd rather be in a space plane than in a rocket. I don't know though. It's a tough one. I think I think Blue Origin has uh, the NS series, New Shepard series is pretty cool as far as space tourism goes, and it's you know it's going to be a cool show. But I also think being launched from underneath a plane like a rocket, like a you know like a like a missile, is pretty sweet too. So I don't know. It's a toss-up. You think SN16 is going to take a lot of time to fly? Too much expensive cranes around, and the massive LR113500 uh, crane is too big to be moved. You think they're going to get the tower? Well, they only have a few more sections for the tower, and that's being built right now. So the tower might... I think you might be right. I think you might be right with those because the cranes are huge, 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 huge. And they're kind of in the way. They're basically in the way. There's no way they could launch it with all those cranes around. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's so many cranes and it's, I mean, the, the giant crane, they can move it. It's on tracks, but getting, just moving it out of the way for a flight might be a little bit too much. Maybe they could do everything all at once. You know, maybe they could continue stacking these tower pieces together. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do first or next, I should say. But that orbital integration tower is quite large. BM3 and SN16 are both in their high bays. Um, segment two of the launch tower of the orbital tower is stacked. Um, three through five being built in the Sanchez area. Um, so it's like, there's just so much stuff going on in parallel that we don't really know what's going on. 
you know, we don't know what the time frame is or what the timetable is, what they're going to do next. It would take a little bit of time to move those cranes, but also if they really want to launch SN-16, they can move those cranes out, you know, in a couple hours. But also those cranes are gigantic and they don't want to lose them. Because if something happens, if there's a red for SN-16 and they lose even one of those cranes, they are set back a lot. Large crane won't be moved until they finish the tower. Jeremy, I, I have to agree with you there. Because both of those things, so that's another thing, both of those things need to be done. SN-16 launch and the orbital tower have to both be done before a full stack. Super heavy. So it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter which one gets done first or second, you know? Mushy Blue Origin has this full space experience. Yeah, that's true with the capsule, capsule, capsule parachute. Yeah, I. So that's a, another thing. Like you get the whole, you get the whole deal, with Bo. You're in a rocket. You need to go straight up. You know, you're just like holding on. Then you get weightless for a couple seconds, you know, for a couple minutes, and then you come back down. There's parachutes. You're in a capsule. Yeah. So that's a. That's an interesting uh, perspective on it, too. There's so many more. I think there's more moving parts to, um, to Virgin Galactic as well. You know, you have the, the mothership. You have the launcher. You know, and then, you know, you have your space plane, of course. And then space plane has to glide in and land. Mushy, I'd be the same. I would. I would throw up <laughs> i would not make it back in one piece man i would make it back uh not very not very healthy after that i'd be so excited but i would be sick on both i get i get car sick when i'm a passenger in cars so could you imagine me being a passenger on a freaking rocket i'd be done for <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go right to the showers after that. I'd be like, all right, that was cool, but I got to go, guys. David, you hope they fly both SN15 and 16? I hope they do too, but if they don't need to fly SN15, I hope they don't. If I'm driving a car, I'm totally fine. But if I'm a passenger, I get kind of queasy and sickly. In planes, I'm fine. I get nervous when I'm flying a little bit because I don't like closed spaces like that. So I just sleep. How thick is the steel used to make starships? Well, they're they're working on a three millimeter and a four millimeter. And um yeah, it's tiny. It's not that it's not that thick. But that thick of steel is very, very hard. Very stable. 
You know, we have a scrapyard up here in uh, in my area. And I want to find a pipe that's nine meters around. Go to the scrapyard and be like, hey, do you guys have anything that's nine meters around? Because um, I would like to see how big this thing actually is. How big Starship is, because it's nine meters around. So it would be kind of cool to have that. Or at least draw it out in a field or something. I don't know. And just show people how big it actually is. We're expecting a flight soon or is still quiet? Well, there's a Starlink mission tomorrow. And uh, also there's a um, a Chinese flight this weekend, I believe, Saturday. Let me see. Yeah, the long march is on Saturday. Um, and that is the Long March 7 is bringing up um, the Tianzhou 2, which is the second module for the space station, the Chinese space station, which has um, propulsive units and uh, other attachments. So it'll keep the first module in space. So we're going to keep an eye on that, too, because the first booster from the Long March 5 came back to Earth in a fiery blaze. And um, it was uncontrolled. So we're going to keep an eye on that and make sure that we get... If we have another tracker up, that would be really great. We could figure that out, too. Also, Curiosity Rover has found organic salt. Um, well, NASA has found them, and uh, the rover may be able to provide um, detection of the salts on the surface. That's a pretty cool thing that's going on. Cells could be an important piece of Martian organic puzzle. NASA scientists find it's a uh, jet propulsion laboratory thing. NASA team has found the organic salts are likely present on Mars. Like shards of ancient pottery, these salts are the chemical remnants of organic compounds, such as those previously detected by Mars Curiosity rover. Organic compounds and salts on Mars could have formed by geologic processes or be remnants of ancient microbial life. Ooh, man. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff, and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, 
all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Is hydraulics. Ooh, cool. Roger, I didn't see that one. That's pretty cool. Organic salt. What's that? Interesting. What microbes make salt? Um, I'm going to take a look, another... Uh, take a look at this real quick. Decades ago, scientists predicted that organic compounds on Mars could be breaking down into salts. These salts, they argued, would be more likely to persist on the Martian surface than big, complex molecules, such as the ones that are associated with the functioning of living things. Not sure exactly what kind of organics, um, organic compounds would create these salts, but I'm assuming uh, organic. Let's see. These salts are the chemical remnants of organic compounds such as those previously detected by Rover. Organic compounds and salts 
on Mars could have formed by geologic processes or by remnants of ancient microbial life. That's the only thing I know. It's the only thing we know right now. Oh, we got some funguses maybe up on Mars. That would be great. Yeah, if we find... So what would you do? Man, if we find life on another planet, if we find life on Mars, everything's going to change. 100% everything's going to change. People are going to be astounded. People are going to freak out. If it's a microbe, people aren't going to freak out as much. As there would be like a little gray guy, you know, like a little a little space alien that you see on movies. But it answers the question that everyone has always asked since the beginning of humankind, since we laid out under the stars. It's like, man, what is up there? What's going on? Those things are so far away. And you wonder you know, are we alone? And hopefully in the next 10, 15 years, we can actually answer that. The technology is getting so much better. And now that we have something like Starship being built, um, the, the possibility that we start sending more people to other planets, you know, that we send people to Mars, it's going to be astounding how much more we can do on those other planets. It might take a week for a rover to move five feet and to, you know, zap a rock with a laser, it takes a person to take a couple steps, pick up the rock, put it in the bag, take it back to the lab, zap it later, take a bunch of rocks back. You could move, you could travel so far with people as opposed to rovers. Um, you could also transport vehicles to Mars with a starship. And those vehicles could allow people to move around more autonomously than trying to walk. Do you think rovers will only fly in the future? I think rovers will do both. I think rovers will rove. And I also think that rovers will, fly, I mean, the little helicopters, the Mars helicopter, I think that's going to be a thing. I think it's going to be a real actual thing where we send other helicopters up there with more technology, better technology. They fly better. They go further. They go farther, they go, ha uh, like, you know, they go um, basically like a DJI uh, drone right now. Think about current drone technology here on Earth. Just kind of transfer that to, to Mars. That's what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, little GoPros on them. And eventually we'll have bases, you know, we'll have home bases where we can have people in these compounds and the people will be reviewing the footage. The drones will go out on 
exploratory missions, come back to the uh, home base or to a charging pad, upload the video to the home base, the video uploads the video down to Earth, and then Earth, you know, shares it with everybody. But also, those drones can have LiDAR, radar, etc., so they can check out what kind of um, um, what kind of molecules and elements are in the soil. With an operational starship, I'd send a big drill to Mars to seek water. That would be pretty cool. A big drill um, on the edge of the water ice on the poles would be pretty cool. I want to say thanks to a few people that have been helping us out on Patreon. Some of our latest members, we got Scott Ware, Preeti, Will Lathrop, Max Capacity, Lily, Carlos Dean, Marianne, Mars Gaming, Olay, Disturb 47, Marius, JJ Silk, Zachary Bray, Jerry Welch, Marty the Trex. That's just a few of our Patreon patrons. And if you want to uh, help out, here's the Patreon link. We can continue bringing you Starship coverage every single day. I think for a large human colony, Callisto is a far better option than Mars. Plenty of water. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, why do we, why do we want to go to Mars so bad? You know, we've always wanted to go to Mars, of course. Like, it's the closest planet that we know has uh, the possibility to sustain us in some form or another. And, you know, why do we pick Mars and not something that has abundance of actual water? Um, you know, Mars does have briny water and it has flowing water, a little bit of flowing water, uh, seasonal flowing water. So I could see where people would think that that's a good idea as well. But, it seems like it's so terrifying to go to Mars because it's like Mount Everest. You know, uh, going to Mount Everest is no big deal or it is no big deal now, but it was a huge deal when we first started going to Mount Everest, like peaking Mount Everest. But now people do it all the time. So eventually, given it like 15 years, 15, 20 years, People will be going back and forth to Mars. There will be supply ships going to Mars before people go there. I mean, if they want to get there by 2035, they have to send supplies there first. They have to send supplies before they send people. That's kind of what they're doing with Artemis. They're sending supplies, sending rovers, sending recon vehicles, etc. before they actually send people. So they're going to have to do the same thing with uh, the Mars missions. They're going to have to send rovers and now, recon, they're going to have to send a lot of supplies like cargo, cargo, cargo before they send people. And when they actually do eventually start sending people to Mars, it's going to be the trip that's the most hazardous, not living on Mars because they have everything set up there to live on a like a halfway decent life. 
that's the plan. It's going to be treacherous. And Elon Musk has actually already said, hey, man, some of you might not come back. Like the majority of people might not come back when we first start doing these missions. So it's like anything else. Like if you got to go up to Everest, man, it is going to be terrifying. You don't know if you're going to come back. You have a good, a better possibility now than when they started. But if you go, if you were one of the first people to go to the top of Everest, you are like a, you're a pioneer. So I would assume that the first people to go to Mars are going to be pioneers, and some of them aren't going to come back. Some of them won't plan to come back. Some will stay there. I heard a scientist once said that the obsession with Mars, uh, then a flyby to Venus, not landing, is terrorism. Oh, so you can so you can land. Oh, nice, like a terraform. Nice, like Terra, like land. That's good. That's funny. The um, I, that's that's another thing too. You can plant a flag on Mars. You can't do that on Saturn. Can't really do that on Jupiter. So the best place to plant a flag, other than the moon, would be Mars. Venus, there's no way. It does melt. So Mars is our next logical step. Then from there, um, venture out further. Go towards Saturn. I mean, I think a starship could... I mean, they're planning on starship, deep space starship. So solar system starship, yes, it'll happen. But eventually there will be a deep space starship. I know Gwyn, Gwyn Shotwell has said so many times in so many interviews that, you know, Mars is just the beginning. The Earth is just the beginning. And that once they get to Mars, that proves basically the Starship can go to the outer reaches of our solar system. So it's basically the same thing. If you can go to Mars, you can just keep flying. Basically, go over wherever you want to. Do you have to land? Eh, not so much. But you can continue going, continue venturing out. It could just be an exploratory mission. It doesn't have to have humans on it. You could just have sensors and cargo and satellites and things like that. Telescopes. That would be pretty cool to put a space telescope out by Saturn. You know, put probes. Like, you could launch thousands of microsatellites that are little probes into the solar system to measure I mean everything to measure um, sun radiation everything solar winds etc to make it easier for people to travel through the solar system in the future so um, yeah there's so many possibilities um, do you think they'll skip SN17? Yes. I think they're going to scrap it. Um, there, there's actually a giant hole in the side of it right now, so there's no there's no way they're going to keep it. After Mars should be one of Jupiter's moons. I Mars, I agree with you. Europa. I think they should go to Europa. 
Yeah, Roger. They they did a flyby, right? That's what they're going to do with Mars, too. You do a flyby of Mars. They have to test it. They have to test to see if people can actually get there and come back. So they're going to do a flyby. And then they'll come back. Um, they might actually, they might do a flyby, um, pick up supplies along the way. I'm not sure. But they'll probably do a, an orbit around the around Mars, come back to Earth, land the land the astronauts, and then I mean that's a long trip, so that'll be crazy. Mega spaceships. Space stations will become normal. I think eventually, yeah. It's gonna become some Battlestar Galactica stuff eventually. Then we'll hear, you know. In the background, we'll hear the, the theme music. <laughs> I started rewatching that. That's such a good show, man. Such a good show. Europa has too much radiation. Callisto is better. Okay. I haven't really looked too much into Callisto. too much I'll look into that though it's pretty interesting Callisto is Jupiter's second largest moon and the third largest moon in our solar system it's about the same size as Mercury in the past some scientists thought of Callisto as a boring ugly duck moon and a hunk of rock and ice it's because the crater covered world didn't seem to have much going on no active volcanoes or shifting tectonic plates but data from NASA's Galileo spacecraft in the 1990s revealed Callisto may have a secret. A salty ocean beneath its surface. And that finding put the once seemingly dead moon on the list of worlds that could possibly harbor life. Callisto was discovered January 7, 1610, by Italian scientist Galileo Galilei, along with Jupiter's three other largest moons, Ganymede, Europa, and Io. Callisto was named for a woman turned into a bear by Zeus in Greek mythology. Size and distance. Callisto is Jupiter's second largest moon after Ganymede, and it's the third largest moon in our solar system. It's also as big as Mercury. Callisto's circumference at its equator is about 9,400 miles, uh, 15,000 kilometers. Callisto orbits about 1 million Seven uh, one hundred and seventy thousand miles from Jupiter, and Jupiter orbits about four hundred eighty-four million miles from our Sun. It's pretty far away. We're gonna freeze when we go there. It's probably really cold. Uh, let's see, atmosphere. Callisto is one of the on the list of possible places where life could exist in our solar system beyond Earth. Data gathered by the Galileo spacecraft and from models created by scientists indicates Callisto may have a salty ocean that's interacting with a layer of rocks about 155 miles beneath the surface. That's pretty far, man. Key conditions for creating life. And oxygen has been detected in the exosphere. 155 miles beneath the surface. That's like a two and a half hour drive. It 
if you're going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> that's that's a pretty that's that's pretty far. So 155 miles. Oh wait, the salty ocean that's interacting with a layer of rocks. Okay, wait, hold on a second. I think I may have read that wrong. Are the rocks 150? Okay, so it says here, Callisto may have a salty ocean that's interacting with a layer of rocks about 155 miles below the surface. Key conditions for creating life. So how deep is the ocean? Or how deep is the uh, is the ice? Callisto's rocky icy surface is the oldest and most heavily cratered in our solar system. The surface is about 4 billion years old. And it's been pummeled, likely by comets and asteroids. So therefore, like asteroids and comets could have brought life to the surface. Because the impact craters are still visible, scientists think the moon has little geologic activity. There are no active volcanoes or tectonic shifting to erode craters. It's a thin carbon dioxide exosphere, extremely thin atmosphere. Um, more recent research indicates Callisto also has oxygen and hydrogen in its exosphere. Okay, so the ocean may be 155 miles below the surface. Okay. Uh, and then here from NASA's uh, NASA.gov, more recent research reveals that this ocean may be located deeper beneath the surface than previously thought or may not exist at all. If there is an ocean, it may be inter interacting with rocks, giving Callisto a chance of supporting life. Interesting. So we'll be uh we'll be interesting to see what happens when we actually send probes to that place. Jason could be thermal vents, right? SN fifteen's gonna go bye bye. <laughs> That's the, I think that's the plan. I think SN15 is going bye-bye and then SN16 is going to come out. I think they're, I really do think they're going to do the orbital tower first though. I think that's going to be the next sort of, I can't remember who, who said it up in chat, but uh, somebody said they're going to probably do the orbital tower first before they launch SN16 so they can do that and, you know, then get the crane out of there. I have to do a little bit of research to see how the other segments of the, uh, launch tower the orbital launch tower is going but uh shouldn't be that long from now because i mean they have to get it up by july so they have to get all the internals and everything on this launch tower so that's going to be it's going to be at least a month before they get that done that's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one to get done by july 1st i think But I do think they have to move all these cranes.
They need to work on the tower day and night. Yeah, they they really do have to work on that tower like constantly. They have to get that thing up and running ASAP. Because if they don't, uh, Starship SN20 full stack might not make it to orbit early July. I think they could pull it off, though. I really do. Uh, we're going to be doing a Starlink launch tomorrow over on our Twitch channel, too. So if you are not familiar with what we do over on Twitch, um, I play games. I just hang out, and we talk about space stuff while I play and enjoy ourselves, and just it's very relaxed over there. Um, but we're going to do a Starlink launch there um, tomorrow, and during the coast phase, I'll be playing some games. We'll be hanging out and chatting and stuff, too. We don't expect them to be extended. Hopefully we don't, um, you know, hopefully they don't do anything weird with SN15 in the next couple days here. Hopefully they just move it back to the bay. They'll probably disassemble it because there's really no reason to keep it around. You know, if they're not going to be using it, there's no real reason to keep it. I mean, even for a rocket garden, it's just wasted space. You know, we want, we really do want to see, like, we want to see cool stuff, right? We want them to have sort of like a history rocket garden kind of thing. SN15 is the first starship that actually landed and didn't rud. So it would be nice to have it in a little, um, you know, a little rocket garden, little historical area. But there's got to be so many things that Starship is going to, you know, is going to accomplish in between now and, you know, the future, whenever the future ends there, the Starship. But if you, uh, I would love to, to keep it around just to have it as a sort of like a landmark, you know, as you're coming into Starbase, maybe have SN15, but it's also going to change so much. You know, Starship's going to change so much, even within SN25 isn't going to look anything like SN15. We want to see progress. I agree with you. I'm, I'm like, man, just get rid of all the old junk. It's like, why keep the old stuff around? There's no real reason for it. There's really no reason to keep that stuff around. Other than, you know, some nostalgia, like, oh, man, that was so cool when SN15 launched. Yeah, it was. But also, you know, move forward. It's like when you do spring cleaning for your house, man. Like I actually just went through this a little bit ago. I got rid of, I donated two garbage bags full of clothes. The stuff that, like, fit a little bit weird or whatever. And I'm like, stuff that I just never wore anymore. I was like, you know what? Somebody else can wear this. It's like all the like junk that we don't use, you know, that's what Starship, you know, SN15, it's not junk, but like they're not going to use it again. So get rid of it. You know, feelings are just feelings, you know, and that's just a per that's a personal thing where like you got to put your feelings aside. Be like, you know what, let's get some progress up in this thing. SN25 is lunar. That would that would be cool. 
we'd all love a little bit of SNE. You know, I I've been in contact with Starship Starbase um in case they come up with like, you know, some sort of shrapnel. <laughs> like if they're selling shrapnel, I want a piece. So I'm on the list. I'm in contact with them. So they've they've talked to me. They know who I am. I was like, hey, and that's when SN, I think SN8. Am I seriously comparing SN15 to a shirt? Well, in the grand scheme of things, what are you going to do with SN15? He's going to put it, put it in the way of everything else, put it in the way of progress. Of course, they're completely different things. We know this. Starship is a huge rocket. My shirt just fits on my body. And those ones that I threw away didn't fit that well. So SN15 doesn't really fit the new model for Starship. Spring cleaning, man. Get rid of that stuff. You think it should go on tour around the country? I think they should just get rid of it. Just trash it. Or use it for, you know, if it could be used for another purpose, you know, reuse, recycle, that kind of thing. That's a pretty good thing to do, too. So give the steel to somebody that needs it, um, you know, use it for another purpose, recycle it, whatever you got to do. Just though I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge SpaceX fan, huge SpaceX fan. Everything we do is pretty much cover SpaceX on this channel. So I'm like, I'm all for the fun stuff like that. Like, take it on a trip around the country, you know, that would be, that would be insane. Like that, that would be a crazy thing for them to do. Like there's another thing, like that would be, that'd be a fun thing, but what would be the point? You know, as an engineer, think about this. If, if you're Elon Musk and you want to do fun stuff, that's cool. But also as an engineer, why doesn't progress come first? progress should always come first as far as engineering goes the fun stuff can be fun rocket launches are way more fun than seeing a rocket on a truck you know it, it, like a, a grand tour for sn15 like sure that's cool and i would love to see sn15 but also uh, we have an extensive road system in the u.s and most people uh, have access to some sort of vehicle somewhere, right? You know, you can get a bus, you can get a train, there's planes, there's your friend's car, you can get Uber, whatever you want to do, grab a taxi. Um, so if you want to see a Starship, um, the best thing to do is to go to Starbase. Best thing to do is jump in your car and just drive there. And not everybody, I know, not everybody has that ability or that opportunity. You may live in another country or might not have enough money or you might not have a vehicle, might not have those abilities. But there's, uh, even though it would be really cool to get like Jim Bob Farmer guy in the middle of Idaho to see a rocket, that'd be pretty sweet. But also not necessary. So though I, I would love it and it would be really cool to see a starship like driving down the road, that would clog up so many major highways to have a starship rolling through. 
when will SN16 roll out? Uh, there's a two hour. So there's a two hour um, road closure tomorrow. And we're, we're expecting Starship SN15 to be moved off the pad in the next day or two. And that road closure is probably a guess, you know, a guess of like, oh, yeah, maybe this thing's going to move out tomorrow. Maybe they're going to move it away to get the old scrapyard. Bye bye. Anxious to see how that clamshell opening will work for cargo. Imagine that camera. Oh my God, I'm going to freak out. Jason, I'm going to freak out so hard when that happens. I'm going to, like, I'm going to cry. No joke. When I, and also, when I see Starship for the first time, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm very emotional about this stuff. I have a very, I have a big passion for this stuff. And um, I always have, you know. But seeing this stuff in person, like, I just saw um, the Crew 2 launch a little bit ago. Very emotional. It was in the morning. You know, it was a night launch, basically. So I had a very emotional experience. But when they show those kinds of things, you know, when they show, like, the bay doors opening, clamshell bay doors, I'm going to freak out. But when I go down to, uh, when I go down to Starbase the next month or so, um, definitely got to freak out and ball my eyes out probably. <laughs> gonna be like, I did it, man. I did it. Like it's my, it's my little, like the little version of me, my little kid self is going like, dude, you did it. You did it. You saw a rocket launch. So that's the, uh, the crew two launch. And now like the little kid me is going to be like, dude, you're witnessing human space flight like the new chapter of human space flight and little me is, you know, little kid, me, my little soul is loving it. So, and old me is like, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> I have a feeling the SN 16 is going to get scrapped. It might be wrong though, but they're already making BN three. Uh, so they could be just ditching SN16 and up, focusing on orbital tests. Um, I mean, it's a poss It's already built, though. I guess that doesn't matter, though. I mean, if they... Why waste time? If they got everything they need from SN15... Take that time... Build SN20 and just go from there. How crazy would that be if, if like, we never saw SN16 on the pad and it's already built? I'd freak out. That would be amazing. We go straight to orbital. I mean, weirder things have happened. And they don't really plan on landing. SN20, you know, they're going to be landing it in the ocean. So right off Kauai, a couple, um, right out in the ocean. Is SN15 and 16 twins? Yeah, other than there might be some software changes or something, but basically same hardware. Very small changes, um, you know, different heat tiles, things like that. Better welds, I think, on 16 than 15. Um, all the interior is, as far as we know, like we don't really know what's inside 
um, as far as upgrades to 15 and 16, but we know 15 has had hundreds of upgrades from 11, and we're assuming that 16 has had those same upgrades. So SN15 and 16 are probably pretty twinsies. Very close. The locks delivery, yeah, that was uh, that was another thing that just happened, yeah, a couple days ago. Would think they wouldn't care about keeping those tanks topped off with no flight planned. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, those that's another thing we can look at. That's another clue. It was a locks delivery. I was watching Lab Padre stream, and I love those guys. I've been on their show uh, a couple times or once actually, and um, very cool dudes. Very, very nice people. And um, the, I don't remember which flight it was that I was on for. It might have been SN8. can't remember. It was a long time. It was a little bit ago. Um, I'm trying to work with them on something else, too. So uh, pretty cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, the locks delivery was out of nowhere. Was there a new road closer? Yes, Kyle. There's a road closer for tomorrow uh, from 2 till 4 o'clock. That's the only one I know of. And they may have other ones, too, coming up. Um, and we'll keep you up to date with that. So tomorrow road closure, two hours. That's plenty of time to get Starship SN15 off the pad and to the high bay or wherever they're going to scrap it. Get it out of there. Or maybe they're bringing in more um, orbital launch tower parts too. Could they do both? Um, they have a two-hour window. Could they move SN15 in an hour, then get other parts into the orbital tower area within an hour? I mean, if they were very, very, um, very quick about it, then yes, they could do that. But uh, I don't see that happening. That's a lot to get done in two hours. Yeah, and we were speculating that SN15 would fly again uh, due to Elon saying that he would love to fly it again. Um, but, I mean, with the with the cadence of launch and what they need to get done if they want to make the July 1st launch date. <laughs> Dude, I am going to, I'm literally going to flip out. I have the plan to make Studio B. The first, the first plan for Studio B is to go to Texas. All right, go to Boca Chica, check it out, check out the area, film Starship Orbital Launch. Um, I have a I have a place that I'm on a film from too. I got a got an idea. So I know I know a guy that knows a guy that has the closest spot that you can be 
uh, to Starship when it launches. No guy. Been in talks with a guy and uh, could have access to that area. So the um, that's the first plan. Orbital launch, I will be there. I will be there. No matter what happens, that's going to happen. Going to see what happens in the next month or so. as far as launch times go, but the fact that SN15 is being scrapped and SN16 um, doesn't, you know, there's no real big improvements for 16 and, and 15. So I don't know if they're going to do 16. They may skip 16. Now that I think about it a little bit more. And that's also me being like, <laughs> that's also me being like, please launch this orbital rocket. <laughs> you know, like that's me going like, hey, I just want to see this thing go orbital. I want to see the full stack. I, I want to freak out. I want to drive past and see this gigantic monolith of a structure of a rocket. I want to drive down Highway 4 with a GoPro on the outside of my camera and get footage of the drive-by. That's what's going to happen. So, you know, you say you put things out in the universe and you make them happen yourself and you have help from everybody, you know, everybody that's here in chat um, who's liked the video, everybody who's just here watching, like, I'm getting your help right now. This is, this is how you can help me get to Starbase and start Studio B. So, yeah, you're part of this. You're part of this whole adventure that we're going to have together. It's crazy. Drive-by media. <laughs> That's a good name for a studio or for a uh, media company. Drive-by media. I have, I do have an idea for a media company name. Um, we're working on that too, getting everything all legitimized and stuff, and um, you know, especially when we're gonna have a second studio and stuff too. So, would love to see another suborbital flight without fog. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. I agree with you. That would be amazing. Uh, SpaceX did upload some new footage of SN15 um, from the launch and the landing. So you get better views of SN15 from uh, those cameras, but also don't really know, uh, you know if we're going to get another flight. Uh, what do you think will be done first? Uh, is that orbit? Or the launch table? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. The orbital launch uh, tower there. I think the tower is going to be done really fast. I think the tower will, um, or at least it's going to be perceived pretty done. Because once it's actually built, um, it's just running tubes, man. Putting the plumbing in there. I know there's more than that in an elevator and stuff like that, but 
but I think the tower can can be done really fast. I think once they get those other sections on it, I think the other sections will probably take another week to get over there. You think they're going to launch it with the t when the tower's done? Do you think? Hmm. I was going to say, do you think they're going to just wait? I don't know if they're going to relaunch. Because there's, I don't know if they they can get any more information from SN15 that they already didn't get. I'm going to tweet Elon and see if he'll just be like... What are they going to have a go with the Star SpaceX uh, the Starship booster stage? Uh, early July, I think they're just going to launch it. I don't think they're going to. I don't think there's going to be any. I mean, I think there's going to be tests. Of course, they're going to have to be tests. Hey, what's up, Jude? You're catching the tail end of the broadcast today. Thank you, SMP, for the update. Um, yeah, man, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> also, if you could, uh, you know, we're trying to do the subscriber goal. We're trying to get the 80,000 subs. We're almost there, too. So we got. Um, what are we at right now? Let me check, actually. Let's see the actual the actual counter here as far as subs go. 79,759. I wonder if I could show this on screen. That would be funny. Actually, see the live count. 79,759. So we're really close. We're really close to, to 80,000 subs. Holy cow. Didn't know we were that close. I don't really I don't really check that much. We discussed Senator Sanders. Oh, not yet. No, we haven't. That was gonna be uh that was gonna be like a video video. That was gonna be like a produced video. But it's, it's, Bernie's going after B.O., man. I met that dude. I met that dude. He was pretty nice. He's a nice guy. Met him in Burlington. And how funny, like, I used to live in Burlington, Vermont. And how funny is it that I met Bernie Sanders in the uh, line to Ben and Jerry's? I was getting ice cream one day. Bernie Sanders was behind me in line. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's Bernie. But at that time, I didn't know anything about Bernie or like politics or anything. One of my friends was like, hey, that's Bernie Sanders. And I was like, who? I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about this guy. They're like, uh, Bernie Sanders, the guy, the senator guy. I was like, I don't know. He got me. And uh, so they were like, we should say hi. And I was like, go for it. Like, I don't care. I was like, I'll go do it. So I was like, hey, Mr. Sanders, how are you doing? He's like. Uh, you know, basically had a little conversation about ice cream. And like, he said, what kind of ice cream are you getting today? And I was like, I don't know, probably just vanilla. Pretty basic. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a pretty fun thing. And then I saw him like reading a book under a tree later. I was like, what? This guy is like typical Americana. Super nice guy though. Super nice. Gentle. He's, he seems like a very gentle person. But what he's doing to Blue Origin is not gentle. I'll tell you that. Holy cow.
Straight to the bank. Straight to the pocketbook. Do they are regular? Yeah, isn't that weird? Because they they put on a big show, you know. And then when you meet them, you're like, oh, you're just a guy. Like you're just a dude. I haven't done a lot of research into the Sanders thing yet, Jude. So I saw it on the headlines and I'm doing a little bit more research today and um, hanging out during this show. Um, unfortunately, I do have to leave in like five minutes. So take a break here for a little bit. I'll leave the stream on. Anybody who wants to continue watching Starship. So, Jude, do you think they're going to scrap SN-16? Do you think they're just going to be like, yeah, let's go to SN-20? Or do you think they're going to launch SN-16? I don't see why they wouldn't launch SN-16 other than if they got everything they need from 15. That's it. That's all I can see. But I don't know if they did. Nobody really does. Uh, when you're a star base, do you, would you take a job at the booster tent if you were offered one? Um, I don't know what I could even do in the booster tent. I don't even know what I could do at SpaceX, to be honest with you. They need somebody to host a podcast or a show or something. Sure. They will fly it if it doesn't slow down construction. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking, man. We were having a discussion about that earlier. If if SN sixteen, it pretty much the same thing as SN fifteen. It's pretty close. If they got everything for fifteen that they need, why spend that week prepping SN sixteen, trying to fly it, etc. When they could be using that time to build the orbital tower, you know, get ready for an orbital launch. Like just have everything moving, all those parts moving at the same time. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gotta be a weird couple weeks here. They may move fifteen to pad A to allow flight. Yeah, that's true too. They may they may move they may scrap fifteen altogether. Looks like it's not looking good for fifteen right now. Um, but SN sixteen, yeah, SN sixteen might be moving out to the pad tomorrow. Then they'll have fifteen and sixteen next to each other. And then once 16 lands perfectly, 100% perfectly, um, then they have two starships there. And then they'll have to start doing the orbital tower. Now, since the orbital tower has already started, uh, would they risk the orbital tower if something goes wrong? And I know starship lands further away than the launch pad, the landing pad's further away, but would they risk the orbital tower to have another launch. So that's another thing you got to think about. Because it's like, it's not close, but it's also not very far away. So if we get a RUD, uh, they could do a lot of damage to that tower and what they've already built. So uh, we do know that Pad B is, uh, they poured some new concrete, new cement underneath Pad B. 
fixed up some uh, some areas under there. So we know that they're, you know, they're, they plan on using that again. I mean, if they didn't want to use that again, then they wouldn't. Um, but they'll definitely static fire things on it at least. Is they're gonna have to? They're gonna have to at least static fire SM twenty. Um, if they don't do sixteen and fifteen, the tower better be able to take it. That's what I. We hope so, right? But, I mean, a full, if you get a full scale starship crashing into that tower, that tower is not going to, I mean, it'll, it'll bend, sure. I don't know, though. You never know. It may just destroy the starship. I mean, those towers are pretty beefy, man. So these are all, you know, these are, this is just an open discussion for everything, too. Everything has landed on target. Yeah, they've been pretty close to target, even with RUDs. But there's always, you know, there's never 100% chance that it's going to be perfect every single time. So. The tower should be able to take it. I'm, I'm assuming they built it so it's going to be super strong. So early July for orbital. I I'm right there with you, but I if they get all this stuff done fast i mean we still have all of this month and june so they have they have a lot of time still and the, how funny is that 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 seems like a lot of time to build an orbital class rocket like a month like what Like that doesn't like somebody like Blue Origin, it's going to take them years to build an orbital class rocket. And we're like, oh, yeah, just throw it together. In a month. <laughs> and I know SpaceX has been uh, building Starship for a while now, so they're not starting, you know, from from start to finish of, a, of an orbital class rocket in one month. But it's kind of funny that that's the timetable now. We're like, yeah, you know, like a month and a half, you could probably build a starship in that time and an orbital tower, get all the plumbing, get all the all the tanks ready, build a whole tank farm for it. Yeah, about a month or two. Like that seems normal now. How crazy is that? Where am I looking to move in uh, relative to a relation to Boca Chica? Um, I'm not sure yet. Uh, in that area, of course, like Brownsville area, probably. Brownsville looks like fun, though. So somewhere there, maybe a little bit north, there's a little city up north, um, depending. Depending on what's going on and, you know, what property values are like at that point and what's available. Like, I've looked, I've talked to a couple of realtors and they're like, man, I'm not trying to sell you like one of the guys that I talked to was like, I'm not trying to sell you a place, but 
everybody who's moving here for SpaceX has taken all the really nice apartments. And I was like, shh, Nikes. Okay. It's like, well, it might be time to build some new ones. So it's it's a real legit thing, you know. I've been talking to actual people and um getting ideas of where to live and posting on different message boards and forums and stuff and um talking to locals, asking them what they think is a good place to be. Um, have you been to a launch yet? I've been to um not a starship launch now, but I've been to crew two. That was just a little bit ago. But I do know a guy. I do know a guy that knows a guy um, that runs a place that will let you uh, film from their property. It's very close. Very good view of the launch site, too. So I got that all taken care of as much as I can. So my friends, for now, I'm going to have to take off, but I do appreciate all of you hanging out, sticking around. I'm going to leave the stream up so you can watch SN15 and chat amongst yourselves about starships, but I got to go for a bit and I'll be back tomorrow on Twitch for our Starlink launch. Check this out. Here's our Twitch link. Go over there and make sure to follow. So we do have a fun um, fun launch planned. We're going to do a launch. And then while the coast phase is going on for about an hour, we're going to have some video game playtime. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. So check that out. Check out our Twitch channel. 